Folks, welcome to Vintage Baseball Reflections. I am Tom, the baseball nostalgia guy, bringing you these treasured pieces. Do you miss the good old days of listening to baseball through radios? It was a classic pastime that stood for decades and shaped how we cherish baseball in our heroes. These stories are from a moment in time that were heard by fans just like you. They are uncut, unfiltered, simply here for you to enjoy. So I just want you to enjoy this reflection on baseball history. From Day to DeRocher to Stengel, it's Double Play with DeRocher and Day. With their guest, Casey Stengel, here's another chapter of Double Play with DeRocher and Day. Welcome to another visit with baseball's most exciting and controversial couple, Lorraine Day and Leo DeRocher, with their guest for today, Casey Stengel. Fans, we have a very touchy subject to settle here today. The rumor that Leo talks too much, made by some irresponsible people, whom we suspect to be Dodger fans, has reached Leo's sensitive ears. This hurts Leo's feelings. Now he wants to bring this issue out in the open with his guest for today, Casey Stengel, another quiet, soft-spoken, well-mannered baseball figure. Casey, do I talk too much? Well, Leo, to tell you the truth, you talk too much and you have the loudest voice of anybody that I ever heard that was managing on a ball field. Well, maybe Leo shouldn't have mentioned the subject at all. But here's a subject well worth mentioning. And now back to Double Play with Leo DeRocher and Lorraine Day and their guest for today, Casey Stengel. Let me ask you a question, Casey. You've won three American League pennants. You've won three World Championships. How about me next year? You're going to give me a chance? Well, to tell you the truth, Leo, I uh, should say that we'll give you a great chance. It's a big city, you know. You must have a chance when your club can win two games in a World Championship. In other words, uh, that's outstanding because what other club in the other two World Series win two games? Why, Casey Stengel, how could you say a thing like that? What other clubs? Oh, I won two games, you figure I'm lucky. (laughs) Well, no, I said that maybe the dark, you know, how the days were there in the fall and uh, then we had a rainy day. Maybe the rainy day helped me, I don't know. You were lucky with that rainy day. Well, maybe so. Uh, Maybe Leo knows something about it. Let me tell you something. I got one thing on my mind. I've had it ever since the series. I'd like to see Mantle in right field instead of Bauer. That's all I know. How do you know what I'd do if I had uh, Mantle still out there? You know, Mantle broke records too for distance, and Bauer only hit his ball 410 feet, you know, that day. But Mantle hits him 460. Maybe he'd have hit one 460. You can't tell. Maybe he'd have hit a grand slam home run against us in that... uh ball hit by Evars wouldn't have meant a thing even if it hadn't been caught. What do you mean? Are you on Stengel's side? You're on my side. Well, I'm on the sofa with Stengel, okay? <laughs> You're on the sofa. Let me ask you yeah, one thing. I need thing. a little help that, here, I'll tell you. That Rizzuto with shortstop, of course, he covered the infield like a tent. Of course, you get along without him, too. You didn't need him. Well, I'll tell you, Leo, you know how you used to play shortstop. You used to go and catch the ball and throw the ball. And, you know, that's the way Rizzuta is. And after that little man that you have playing second base... Who are you talking about, Stanky? That's all. Well, that's second boy. He just tagged the man, I mean, just gently, and he happened to slide in and the ball was there. It was an accident, Casey. Well, to tell you the truth, I thought he broke his rip and then it 
flew back in place, and that's why the rain helped us on Sunday. Now, you say it didn't help us. That's why it helped the young boy to come back and be a great coach. And how about that fellow you had pitching for you, that left-hander who throws up that soft curve and the screwball, and once in a while, accidentally, he didn't may let you hit a fast one. Leo, didn't somebody say that you could put all pitchers against him and win? Well, I just made the remark I'd rather put nine pitchers in. I think we'd have a better. Lopat, that's his name, Lopat. Two five-hitters beat us both games. Well, I'll tell you about Lopat. He's such a small boy. He started, you know, as a first baseman, and he found out the easiest thing to do is to go in there and pitch and use four curves. He's got one that way, one this way, and then he gives you that, and then he stands and makes you guess who you're coming. He says, oh, you're a New York Giant, you're a New York Giant, and that's what I say. He wasn't used to his rhythm. Rhythm, I don't know. He had my club crazy. Everybody trying to pull him and hit a home run, and they were bouncing him back to him and a shortstop and a third baseman. Out, out. He's a great guy. Why don't you keep him on first base? Well, I'll tell you, you could have kept Coslow out of there for a long time, too, Leo. Well, he's pretty good, I'll say that. But uh, I think the best team won in the World Series, Casey. You had a great ball club, and you played great, and... We did the best we could. just wasn't good enough, that's all. All right, now that you're through handing out the bouquets and you have collected them, would you ask, answer a, a question that I want to know about? Because I was in New York. <clears throat> the team was on the road, and actually I wasn't helping Leo manage that day. He was on his own. But anyway, I was watching a game, and it was raining, and you were playing the White Sox. And if there wasn't the biggest rhubarb, because um, it seems to me that you, Mr. Casey Stengel, were stalling. <laughs> At least that's what it said in the papers. Now, I want to know all about this. Well, you have uh, a little argument there. Mr. Richards was playing very uh, good uh, with his ball club as he was the outstanding manager the first two months of the season with the White Sox. And uh, naturally, when you have a club playing good, you have everybody pulling for that ball club. So they came into the Yankee Stadium after a successful trip east and... Unfortunately, the weather got cloudy, and uh, the rain started down, and uh, they started to make a few runs. They and were our... ahead at this time, weren't they? <laughs> oh, yes, they got ahead often there, and uh, <laughs> it looked like they might win the game, but I'll tell you, because of my age, I had to go out and take the pitcher out. You know how old I am. Yes, I'm around how long 60. it takes you to get to that mound. And when it's rainy weather, I get sort of rheumatism, and I just go... Even longer. That's it. Slowly out to the mound. And I made four or five switches of the pitcher, and of course, Mr. Richards switched four or five hitters. And then I would have to say that the man above had the rain come. And, of course, I wanted to finish the game. You know how I'd be. Oh, yes, but you could hardly wait. We had to sit in the clubhouse and take the game. So that's my story. Double play takes time out now for this message. And now back to double play with DeRocher and Day. Don't you think, honestly, and uh, aside of all this, that maybe the rules should be changed? I read so much about that that they should not allow a game to be called and uh, have to forfeit the game because of rain. That it should be postponed to the next day or the next time the clubs meet. What do you two managers think about that? Would you well, like uh, I know to, to answer uh, Casey, I know that uh, in 1941 when we won the uh, pennant and I was managing the Brooklyn Baseball Club, we were playing in Cincinnati and uh, Larry Getz was behind the plate and the score was uh, uh, nothing to nothing in the 16th inning. And uh, we scored five runs in our half of the 16th inning, and it was pitch dark. And in those days, they weren't allowed to turn the lights on. And McKechnie started to stall, 
And I know that in the last half of the 16th inning, I couldn't see my outfielders. And I put Hugh Casey in the pitch to finish up the 16th inning, and he walked three men in a row. And I went all jittery and jumping and nervous, and I run out there and I said, Come on, Huey, take your time, get the ball over there. And Larry Getz said to me, We're going to finish this game if we have to put lights on our caps. He said, They stall and we're going to finish it if we play it till midnight. And we did finish it, and we beat them five to one. Well, all right. Now, that rule has been changed. Now they can turn on now the lights. Now they can you turn the lights on. You can't call a game because of darkness. That's right. Well, don't you think that the same rule should apply to rain? Well, it, it could, but that's an act of God uh, when you have a rain come down like that. And it's uh, it's something that the ball clubs or ball players have nothing to yes, do with. Yes, darkness is an act of God, too. I mean, but still you postpone the game and play it off another time. No, you so turn the lights on now. We change the rule. That's right. Well, so why can't you change the rule here? Why suddenly does... Well, I don't think they will because then you take all the fun out of the game. I remember a few years ago, Frankie Frisch, when he was managing the Pittsburgh club, uh, he built a fire on the bench because it got so dark. He built a bonfire, naturally. They threw him right out of the ballpark. Another time during a rain, like Casey had against Richards at the stadium, uh, he took his shoes and stockings off and rolled rolled up his pants and borrowed an umbrella and went out to coach. With an umbrella, <laughs> naturally got thrown out of the park. Haven't you ever been thrown out for any of those hijinks? I hear that you're quite a uh, character on the ball diamond with those things. Well, I had to change my ways. Uh, it seemed that I was catching up with the umpires before they could catch up with me. And finally, the <laughs> umpires went past me so many times that uh, with me out being on the ball field, that uh, really and truly, I used to be the best spectator on my club, and I was managing it. I never got to sit on the bench often. I generally sit in the grandstand. <laughs> and they decided that they'd prefer me to run the club from the bench, so I'm a changed man. Now you uh, have dignity. Yes. I'll tell you another thing, Casey. Uh, you must have had a really good uh, uh, scouting report on my ball club in the World Series because well, well, I don't know how you um, pitched so well against us. What about that Dodger report? I've asked you a million times, how come if that Dodger report on the Yankees was so good, how come we didn't beat them? Very good. Thank you very much. Very very was, just a minute. There was nothing wrong with the report. Andy High gave us a great report. It was thorough, and, and we read it in frontwards and backwards. Didn't believe it. Well, we believed it, but we just couldn't get the ball in the right place. And after all, uh, as Casey told you, you know, he has it on his necktie here, Yankees. And uh, it was one of those things. And maybe we got the ball low and it should have been high. But I don't know what it was. They just defeated us. But we did have a good report on it. And I know Casey, he must have had a better one on our club. Tell me, Casey, did your scouts scout our club or did they scout the Dodgers? Well, to be honest with you, Lorraine, we scouted the Dodgers. Because they had such a good lead, we didn't uh, look for the New York Giants to win the pennant. I know I saw in the program, um, you know, in the World Series program, it said, uh, Yogi Berra, this is his third time playing against the Dodgers in a World Series, and here we were in it. Did I hear you right? You scouted the Dodgers and not the Giants? That's true. Well, what did you? What happened? I mean, you didn't think we had a chance? Well, of course, the last week then we started following your club, Leo. Naturally, we figured that you'd gone a long ways for two months and a quarter, and we thought you were going to blow the kite, but you didn't. And uh, after you made your uh, last appearance and win, then we really got serious. We had to play wait three days in the playoff and then get down to business. Well, now, let me tell you something, Kate. We snuck in there a little bit, didn't we? We sort of fooled you, huh? Um, hey, fellas. Well, yeah. I know. It's one of those things, yeah. Case, but Leo, yeah. it's time to... Just because yeah. Magley didn't win... 
Well, now. You didn't think that he... You, Bella's you listen. How about Reynolds? Oh, what Reynolds... I'll never be able to break this up. This is the way they keep yeah, in training for those umpires. Anyway, it, it's time for us to say goodbye now. And don't forget to uh, continue writing to me. Tell me about the questions you'd like me to ask. That is, if anyone on this hot stove league session will listen for a couple of minutes. So long. See you next week. Same time, same station. You've been listening to another chapter of Double Play with baseball's most exciting couple, Lorraine Day and Leo DeRocher. Today, Lorraine and Leo had as their guest, Casey Stengel. Join us when again it's time for Double Play with Leo DeRocher and Lorraine Day, plus another big-time guest star. Double Play is produced by Marty Martin, directed by Ted Neeland, and is a Martehead production. VintageBaseballReflections.com features a treasure chest of baseball audio. The wonderful thing is the audio isn't a guy like me or a few talking heads reflecting on players, seasons, or teams. It is the actual players from that era, announcers from that era, giving you an uncut, unfiltered, unrecent day stance on what it was like then. These are real-time clips from that era. Now, we encourage you to check out our entire back catalog of baseball audio. And if you like old-time games, and folks, and folks, you are not alone. Join the membership section to enjoy interacting with fans, scoring games with folks just like you, and listening to hundreds of radio broadcasts that were baseball classics. As a special offer to you, type in This Day in Baseball for a discount just for you. And if you enjoyed the show, hit the plus sign to subscribe, follow us on the socials, and above all, share us with your friends who love baseball history just like you.